Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the A Full Quota podcast. My name is Mpomutlani. I've got Tim Delace here, um, as we always do it. We talk all things South African cricket. Last week we spoke about the SA auction. Lots of comments from you guys. Some of them saying we don't know what we're talking about, defending your guys, telling us about other people. Well, that's good. That's the engagement we want to see. So please, please do bring it on. This is another one. And most importantly, it is the India versus SA T20 Series preview. India are currently locked in a battle with Australia. Cameron Green is opening for Australia. Um, it's, it's actually quite interesting to see how teams are. And based on last week's press conference, we're going to touch on a little bit coming in here. Um, South Africa are going to be trying not to show their cards, to show their cards, to try and see what combinations work best. There's a lot of questions I think that squad has, and Tim and I are here to talk about it. But before we continue, um, remember, please do support us by subscribing to the One World Sports Radio channel, following us on the various social media platforms, as well as all our audio platform. We've got an audio podcast out, so if you want, don't want to see our lovely faces, but want to listen to us, maybe you're driving or whatever it is, you can do that through Anchor Podcasts or as well as the um, or, or yeah, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So we're all there. We're ready to go. So, Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing good, but I'm doing good. Um, sort, of, sort of T20 series has sort of, just sort of come up... Um, it's a bit of a surprise. I suppose I was always focusing on, on the domestic front because the domestic season started. So this sort of series is sort of, it, it's always been there. It's always been on the schedule, but it's it has sort of caught me a bit a little bit by surprise. Well, look, I think the World Cup's caught everybody by surprise, but we did do a World Cup preview show. And so now we've we, effectively, we've arrived at this point because now South Africa, on the one hand, have so much going on for them or going on for them in T20 cricket. ODI cricket, not so much. Test cricket after the English season, you're like, mm, maybe this team's a little bit too high than we expected, but we'll, we'll go with it as much. But then obviously Mark Boucher is leaving, so this is the final series under Mark Boucher reign. It's also a T20 and a ODI series, and we know what's going on with ODIs. Mark Boucher is blaming injuries. Um, he's like, you know, every series we've had, we've missed out on a key player due to injury, and that's why we're not winning and beating teams, but that's okay. Um, uh, but this one is the one where he's gotten right, and rightfully so. He got the, the Mumbai Indians job, I would assume, on the back of these types of performances. What are you expecting from the pro tiers going into this, this T20 series? I'm expecting a better performance with the bat the last time we were there. We were there um, in June, if you remember, and mm. to a large extent, although the series was drawn, if I remember correctly, uh, the batsman, who I think will be, will do well in this series, didn't do well. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Gordon Cook, Risa Hendricks, and uh, Timber Bavuma, their strike rates were all un under 120. The averages were, were all around 15, 16, 17. So they will all want to prove a point um, mm. with the World Cup just about the corner uh, for various reasons, which I'm sure we'll get I, into. I think there's a stat that speaks of Timber's strike rate in 2022 at 106 and Quinton's one at 108. But 
this brings us to the start of the question because there's four guys who could potentially open. Temba, Quinny, Riza. You if you could open with Riley Rousseau. Obviously, with the injury to um, Rassi van der Dissen, Riley could move into that number three slot and make it his own. But even then, Temba and Riza could also fit into that number three slot. Your two openers who will... So here's the problem. You've got a captain, uh, a man who's been in the team for close to 10 years, a guy who's just found form right now but has never been in and around this in and around the starting 11 in Riza, and a guy who's been a T20 mercenary, has been knocking the ball around the world and, and, and batting at a high strike rate. And those two that have, those two latter names are the ones who are currently in form and possibly the best options to, to, to open. But once Timber's still captain and he's coming back from injury, Quinny's on full form and a lot of coaches will could defer to let me give my guy, my game player, my match opener uh, uh, for, for the chance. Where do you sit on this? Who are the two openers you'd like to see? What's the issue here in terms of these four names? This is a difficult one. For me, Temper's there. So it's it's my position. Temper's your captain. Temper's come back to form. Uh, assuming he's 100% fit, which... I assume he is because he's in India, so that should not be a problem. So for me, he opens. Not only on those reasons, but also because that's where you get the best out of him. You get the best out of him at the top of the innings. His strike rate there is actually better than his career strike rate. Um, so for me, that's, that's a na- nailed-down situation. Then it starts to get very, very tricky. The leading run scorer in T20 cricket for South Africa this year is Risa Hendricks. He has scored more this year than any other South African batsman. He is striking it at 140, which again is an, an, another tick. I, I, I've been on this podcast saying that mm-hmm. his strike has been a problem. He's, he's, he's fixed that. He's fixed that problem. Then, so for me, if you're picking along form, and, and, and on uh, Temper as captain and where he gets his best, his best runs, I would go with those two. The problem you have now is you have, you picked Riley Rousseau with the squad. You're probably going to want to get him in to the 11 if you can. You probably, because he is a very explosive player. He has that ability to score 50 or 16 balls. I I think that they will prefer to bat him at three, but because mm. of our middle order, which we will get into, I think the middle order is actually full. I think there is actually not a place for him at the moment. So he's probably going to be the one that's going to miss out slightly. Um, the other one was Quinton. Now, Quinton, Quinton's runs had fallen off a cliff. Quinton had gone to the 100 to try and uh, fix that. It didn't improve. He and Riley had appalling 100s. Their averages were, if I'm uh, 15 and 16, their strike rates were under 120. This is a 100 competition where you literally have to go from ball one. There is no getting in period. 
what is on Quinton, what is on Quinton's side is he has found form in the Caribbean Premier League over the last six weeks or so. Mm. He's now striking it um, at about 130. His average there at the moment is 44 in the competition. So he has found form, but he's found form batting at number four. Not always, but more often than not, he's been batting at number four for his Caribbean Premier League side. So if I'm picking, if I'm going ahead, I'm going with, um, I'm going with Timber and I'm going with Quinton. Is there a, a, is there a world, is there a world where, because, okay, let me start with this before people jump on my head. My starting two is Timber and Quinny, and my three is Riley. I love Riza. I'm thankful that he's on form, but essentially that's where I'm sitting because Aiden has to bat at four. David Miller has to bat at five. I'd like David Miller to bat at four, but I'm okay with that four five. And then Tristan Stubbs at six, and they all rotate, and that's my six going into the World Cup. Is there a world where you could, don't kill me now, everybody, do not kill me. Think about this, alternative universe. You have that Lions pairing opening with Tim and, and, and Riza, and Quinny batting at three. It's possible. Should. It's and, possible. And, and, but this is the time to try it, right? So Mark wants to try com- com- combinations. There's two things you're looking for, right? To confirm whether Quinny's form is not a, well, his comeback to form is not an aberration or it's not like a once-off event. So you, so my assumption would be I'd play Quinny. I'd first a T20, which is on Wednesday. I go Timber, Quinny, Riley, and then everybody else. If Quinton's form is true and he scores like a 70 or a 50, at about a 130, 140 strike rate. Oh, you have the wiki keeping issue. Because I'd be like, take Quinny out. But then you, you then if you take Quinny out, you've got so so that presents the other problem for South Africa is that should you drop Quinton the cock, you have to bring in Heinrich Klaus and his replacement isn't a wiki keeper. So scrap that. But here's the option, right? If Quinny's form is great, could you not then drop Quinny down to three and possibly even give an Aiden Markham the rest because we all know what's going to happen with Aiden Markham or potentially um, Tristan Stubbs because there's a, there's a realm in which Mark even noticed that see, Mark said the world hasn't seen Tristan Stubbs yet so there's a possibility where you're like hmm, maybe I should hide him like you did in India right or play around with that middle order so maybe David Miller doesn't play but you let Riley play and Riley bats at four and you give Riley that opportunity to be that middle order cover, but also give him a chance to try see if he can't actually cement his place as a three. Or in that world, Quinton bats at four, Aiden out, and you have Temba, Riza, Quinny, uh, uh, Quinny uh, Riley and Quinny in that order. But that's how I'm thinking about the because you don't want to it's three game. Here's the problem, right? Mark's like he doesn't want to give out his cards, but you've only got like three ODIs plus warm-ups, three T20s plus warm-ups. So what are we trying to see here? You should I'd be okay with running with my eleven. 
nothing's going to change. It's not like, but look, if he wants to try things and, and look for combinations, maybe play the all four of them um, and, and see what will happen. But that's, that's essentially where I'm at right now. Um, I'm very comfortable that those behind Quinny and Riza, uh, Quinny and, and, and Temba, are on form. That should there be, and heaven help me, a situation where we have to drop one of them in the middle of the tournament that we know that somebody is going to be fixed. So I'm okay with that, but I'd like to get all four of them an opportunity to bat, which might mean one of a David Miller and Aiden Markram or Tristan Stubbs have to, has to set out, which creates an, which is a problem in itself because, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But let's 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 let's, let's move on to the next mm. the next one. The other question we have was who's the all rounder? Who's the guy who comes in at number seven? Is it Pretorius or is it Parnell? In India, we saw Pretorius batting at number four in that pinch hitter role that he did for the Paul Rocks. Yes, the Paul Rocks, not the Paul Royals. The Paul Rocks in MSL uh, 2.0, he would come in as a pinch hitter in the in the first six overs. That kind of failed badly. But Pretorius' batting has always has been on a decline over the past couple of years, but it hasn't been bad enough for him to drop as the number one all-rounder because when we looked at batting all-rounders, he was the number one in the country. And then all of a sudden, Wayne Parnell came back. And everyone was like, hmm, this is interesting. This guy also bats, this guy also bowls too. He bowled pretty nicely, pretty a little bit quicker than than, than Dwayne. Similar skill set. And we all have we all have a fascination with left arm with left arm quicks of late because of Marco Janssen. Where do you see this one going? Because I'm Team Parnell. I'm in Camp Parnell. I think Dwayne's really great on Indian pitches as a bowler. He can give you something as a batter, but he was never, ever at that Chris Morris level with the bat. But then you get Wayne Parnell, who is there at that Chris Morris level and even possibly even better. May not be a bigger power hitter than Dwayne Pretorius, but Wayne can score runs. Where do you sit here? Yeah. I, I think Boucher's team, Pretorius. I, I, I do. I really think that, that Boucher and, and Karen and the selectors are a team, Pretorius. Um, there's a reason why they have moved him. I think they've, they've, they've shelved that idea, but there's a reason why they, they tried him at three, because they want to keep him in the side as, for as long as possible. They see him as an X factor. They see him as a guy that can clear the boundary. They, they're worried a little bit, I think, with the um, KG, Lungi, Shamsi, you know, they're down the order. They're worried about that. They want to have guys at seven and eight who can clear the boundary, which is also why Maharaj is in the squad, I feel. Um, you know, Maharaj is not a great batsman, but he clears the boundary. You know, you can find... Well, you can then find in that case, six. pick Bjorn Forte. Bjorn's a better guy who can clear the boundary than Cash. We, okay, we've seen improvements in his game. But, but uh, yeah, yeah. Much the same. Much the same in, in, between those two. But I, I, I think that that's where they're, that's where they're thinking. Um, what is in Parnell's favour is he's something different. He's something different in that bowling setup. Not so much the batting... I think he's better than people people think, and they need to look back at at, at his um, T20 league um, stats. He is much better than 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 people think in terms of the batting. 
but it's it's his different and it's his different not just the fact that he's bowled his left arm, but it's his variety. So he's got a couple of slower balls. Um you know, he's he's very effective at sort of middle overs stopping people score runs. Even in the in that series against against um India in June, his economy was around seven and a half. Petorius was over ten. Now that might that might come into play. Um I would go part out. I think they're going towards Pretorius, though. Tim, is there is and another alternative unit? Is there a is there a world? And I'm a fan of this. I'm a proponent of this. In T20 cricket, you should have your three out and out bowlers who should not be required to hold the bat. For me, my three out and out bowlers are Shamsi, KG, and one of Anna and 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 Lumi. That's it. I don't need if they come into bat, know that we've lost the game, and I'm happy to lose the game. In that situation, even if we need four of one ball or six from six, I'm okay with that. Okay, not not six from six, but yeah. If they if KG comes into bat or Lumi yeah. or Anna, I'm sorry, or or, or Shamsi, I, they don't require. So those are my three. But then eight eight and seven. Is there an argument, especially in Australian conditions, to have both Petorius and Parnell? Yeah, as your when, five, when, when, knowing knowing you've got Aiden Markram as your sixth bowler, and yeah. Lisa Hendricks as well, if you want to try yeah. Lisa. I, when we when we were preparing for this podcast, I was sort of touring with the idea. I was thinking, look, it's Australia. I know it's two twenty cricket, and I know they love their spinners, and spinners are very effective. But how effective is is Maharaj going to be in Australia? I love Kish. I really do. I really like him. I can't countenance not playing Shamsi. And for that for that factor, I can't see a particular game when you go in with the both of them. I don't think that that's the route they want to go, but I think it's it's if if they look up the particular matchups with a particular team, um maybe maybe a team like New Zealand where they they feel that they they can get the edge. They might go in with the two rounders, um, but I think it, it'll be a specific game rather than but, going with the two rounders as a game plan, so, so to speak. So 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 from from my idea around this was obviously you spoke about getting batting between seven and eight, some good batting. Both of these are better than both of these options that we have on the screen right now are better than Keshav. Regardless of, of, of what you're losing. And and, and, and and that's what T20 is. It's a give and a take. It's a sacrifice. We spoke about that in the auction, you know. So you, 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 you choose one side at the detriment of another. You choose to pay somebody more, whatever it is. And now this is where... And, and I've always known... And, 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 and my, my biggest criticism around Mark was he was never willing to try and be able to be creative around this axis. Um, he never wanted to give up enough of his bowling in order to get something on the back end of a... Of a, of a of a of a t20 win we were so reliant on six six batters you know if you're 50 for three it's game over but if you're 50 for three with these two in still yet to come in it's not necessarily game over and you've got 10 overs left these two can carry you and they can give you something and give you a respectable score and then on top of that they're not that bad with the ball that they're going to necessarily be hit out the park and if they do you've got the sixth option in Aiden. And so that's always been my 
if my thing about it is, is what do we want out of our number eight? You know, Andile is no longer in the squad because you couldn't bat. So if that's the criteria at eight, then find someone who can bat and, 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 and can give you something with the ball, whether it would spin and, and, and pace. And so the options here would should have been, and I'm assuming when they're doing the World Cup, it's Pretorius, it's Parnell, it's Linden, it's Maharaj. And then Stan Kesha made it in because you can put him in as an out and out bowler. But from a batting perspective, those are the four guys that I'd be looking at. But those two that we have on the screen are better. George Linden is better than both of them from a batting perspective. Yeah. But as a bowler, the gulf is too high, it's too wide. Yeah. And, and so that's where I'm at. And I'm like, I wouldn't mind seeing both of them in India. But I'm, I'm, I'm obviously understanding we're playing in India. So we're not going to see, I don't think we'll see this. The only way we can see this, and this is the other side of the creativity is if you drop one of your quicks. So you don't go in with three yeah. quicks. You go in with one of these guys as your quicks, and then you can carry Maharaj as your nine, which is he's a, he's a very good nine, but I don't need cash to bat. But that's yeah. where I'm thinking around these two. Um, who do you want to see get an opportunity? There's only three games. How do you split the opportunities for them at seven? Um, I'd like to give... Parnell too. We know what Pretorius offers. We know what he does. We know what he offers. He started for South Africa on, 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 a, on a handful of occasions. You know, he's a, he's a solid seven, Pretorius. A solid seven out of ten. You know, never lets you down. Parnell, we know what he's done in the past. We know that he's got talent, talent. But it's a very different character at the moment. Very different, far more mature than he was when he, um, when he left South Africa. So I would like to give him the first two. It's a good point that you make. We've got, we've actually got five games. We've got these three, in terms of the T20 World Cup uh, focus, these three 20s, and um, they're the two warm-up games. Um, so we've got five games. So I would but like to But those don't give... really matter. Does Rassi's 100 even count? Hey? Those don't even matter. Does Rassi's 100 even count in that Pakistan game? No, they they no, they don't focus count in terms of that, but they they count within the context of the World Cup eleven. Of the preparation, or, you know. okay, yeah, cool. Um, mm. sure, okay, cool. Then I think I think for me, okay, so which two, two, two at the front or two at the back? What do you mean? So you want to give Parnell oh, two I see. and oh, Pedro's one? So yeah, which, I, which I I I I would play Parnell these these two games, these first these two. two. Okay. Uh, so, right. Okay. Oh, no, you got two. You got two games. Another question. I want to keep with the button. We'll we'll go back to the batting. Two questions actually. One is Shamsi's form. Strike rate nine point three in twenty twenty two. He is South Africa's number one bowler in this format uh, from a wicket taking perspective um, in the squad. Um, where do you Shamsi? Because it feels to me, Tim, is that we're moving towards yeah. a Keshav solution. We're moving towards that, that we're okay because this guy is, we're like, we've forgotten what this guy has done pre-2022 and we're back to the fat shaming, which is, can't, is no longer valid, and, uh, of Shamsi, and, and then calling him whatever names because of the fact that now he's actually going at a high economy rate. I know the world's caught up with him, but... 
Is he still South Africa's best option of taking wickets from a spin perspective? Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. He's, um, as I said, his, his economy of 9.3 is the most expensive of his career. You know, that, that, is, that, is a, that is a fact. So he is getting smacked around. He actually talked about this um, in a little clip in a press conference uh, mm. just before we went live. Uh, and he, he mentioned the fact that it didn't bother him. It doesn't bother him that he get, get, gets go, go, goes for a couple of sixes and over. It's all about rhythm. It's all about sitting up the, the batsman. It's all about, you know, learning from the experience. And throughout his international career, he's constantly learned. So that when he started, he, he tended to bowl a couple of poor balls and over when he first came into the South African setup. Mm. You, you knew as a batsman, you just, you just waited and that ball tended to go out of the park. But this is a very different Shamsi. This is a Shamsi that knows his game. He knows what's required. He knows his role with the team. He knows it's to get wickets. He still gets a lot of wickets. Um, in terms of wicket-taking, that has not um, diminished in any way, shape, or form. So the fact that he's getting spiked around a bit more than, than normal doesn't worry me. Um, it might happen again in this series against India because um, India have been doing that at the moment against um, um, Adam, Adam Zamper. So that, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, also because the, the uh, grounds in Australia are going to be big. They're, going to be, you know, mm. they're the biggest in the world. So bring it on. If they want to have, have a go at him, that's fine. Um, I'm backing him to... If he gets caught, if he gets guys caught in the log on boundary or square leg boundary, that's fine by me. So it's not, it's not a worry, um, but it, it, it is a fact. But where do you put, where do you put the economy rate? Keshav had hey? a much better. Where do you put Keshav's economy rate against Shamsi's in terms of his their importance? Because it feels to me that South Africa is more important about having a spinner who can hold up an end then a spinner can take up wickets. It came through in the auction a little bit more um, when you saw teams going for spinners who don't take wickets. Um, and and because and, we always knew we always know that risk spinners are at a premium in, in T20 cricket. And it'll be a sad day to watch a South African team, and this is my thing, to watch a South African team going with Kesh at the World Cup. Because it, it feels as though we're going down that route of you could possibly have Kesh because of the batting, and then Shamsi doesn't play, and you play um, Markram. Is there room for both of them in the side, and how does that work out? I think there's room. I think there's there's, there's definitely room for, for for the both of them. Um, I obviously pitch dependent and everything. Um, I'd be surprised if both of them don't play throughout the series. In every game, I'd be very, very surprised. Um, Mark Boucher's pretty much said that the game plan is the two spinners, and mm. he said that for a while now that the game plan is the two spinners. Um, look, we've we've been here before. We discussed his inclusion back into the, in, or not back in, but into the T Twenty squad. It it was a bit of a shock. It was a bit of a surprise. I mean, wonderful cricketer, but it didn't really. It didn't really fill me with much um, excitement. 
him back at the side. It just, it just felt, as you said, it felt like this is a conservative step. We're worried about Shamo. If he has, a, if he has a bad, bad couple of days, we have to get somebody who can hold up an end, and then KG and uh, Lungi will be our, our premier bowlers who will get the wickets. Um, they do, they do have a partnership. They do, they do, they do work well. Um, that is true, but it does worry me that that when you look at other guys that that haven't had a go, um, no. George Linder, for example. George Linder is not a defensive spinner. He doesn't get a mm. massive line wickets like Shamo, but he isn't a hold up an end um, kind of guy, which 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 is what Keshav does, in, especially in T20 cricket. He holds up an end, keeps things Still economical. Um, he tends to be under eight and over, which is fantastic. Um, but I do wonder, I do wonder with the T20 World Cup, whether that will last, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, but but it is certainly the, the game plan that they're going with, the two spinners. Um, mm. As I said, when they don't, when one of them doesn't play, I think not necessarily that it's wrong, but something's gone wrong. If one mm. of them doesn't play, something's gone wrong because this has been their game plan for 12 months now. And to change your even, game plan, even, at, even a, in Australia, a, yeah, yes, okay. I think that they will want to play both of them. I, as I said, I can see, I can see both all rounders, uh, Parnell and and uh, um, playing, but I, I'd be surprised if South Africa went that way. I'd be okay. surprised just with the utterance that, that, that are coming out, I'd be surprised if that was, um. That was what was what was coming out. Um, but coming out of the World Cup, but we'll see. We'll see. I could be wrong. Look, I want two spinners. Preferably, I'd like a, a leg spinner as well with Shamo. Um, so it would have been interesting to see. If, I know guys don't. I know Sean has, Sean Farnberg hasn't done much in T Twenty cricket, but he still bamboozles a lot of domestic cricketers. Uh, but we don't have any other leg spinners in the country to kind of throw into into the mix and that's the that's the worry post this world cup and we'll worry about it post the world cup but for me i want both my spinners to be my attacking option um even if you because like off spin is like the most vanilla form of 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 of, of spin even left arm spin and so there isn't much that you can do um obviously the left arm spinner takes the ball away from the right hander so you can get that semblance of 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 leg spin but it's all like conditions based where you need to hope that the ball's turning, the pitch is, is conducive to that. Whereas like with the leg spinner, then the 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 the, the, the art itself lends to consistent ball take being, being taken away. So for me, that's that's something that that I think Safi needs to look into. One other bowling thing before we move over to the biggest question or the biggest one we're going to have, the death bowling. Obviously, you've got Anrath there, you've got KG, you've got Lungi. Who are your two starters and who's bowling at the death for you? Oh, so toughy. Um, so Lungi is bowling both ends, definitely. Lungi is starting and is finishing. Um, okay. I definitely think that's going to be the... So then uh, where does this put Anrik? Anrik is out for me. If I'm picking the 11 wow. tomorrow, Anrik is out. Even though the wickets, uh, the pitches, uh, the, sorry, the grounds in Australia are massive and that should help him 
I just think it's a little bit, a little bit samey in this format. He's just a little bit samey. He doesn't have enough tricks of the trade in this format uh, at the moment. Um, Even the no. 150. So, so for this series, do you rest KG and play Lungi and Anna? Or like who's the, who's the guy, who are the two that are going to get most of the reps? I think you're probably going to rest KG the most out of the series, I think. So I think you're gonna you're gonna if I'm going KG and Anna, then it's gonna have to be between Anna and Lungi um, and um and Lungi. So I'm gonna say to them, boys, it's between you you two. One of two. I'm not gonna play all three, so one of two, you guys are gonna do it. Um Look, if Anna bowls brilliantly at the death, not so much at the start, she bowls brilliantly at the death and causes all sorts of problems, that really creates a headache because that's a problem where we have had. We have struggled at the death. To bowl Yorkers. We, mm. we, we really have. So for me, at the moment, at the death, it's, it's Lungi and it's Parnell. If, if, they, if they play Parnell. Those are the if key guys If they don't play Parnell? Then it's gonna to have to be Anna, Anna and, and Lunky okay. at the death. Look, he hasn't yeah. been he hasn't been on form since that injury. Um, he's slowly coming back, he's cranking up the pace, bowling at 150. Because that's my only other thing about this series is 150 is 150 on any pitch. Doesn't matter with the slow flat, whatever it is, it's 150. And 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 so True. that's why I would be leaning towards Anna. Um, but I get your point on 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 Lungi. I'd I, I I just want that because I know if I've got KG, that's my one guy bowling at the death, and if we've got either Dwayne or, or Wayne Parnell, and in this situation I'd want Wayne, so it'd be Wayne and Gachiso at the death, and then Anna to dominate at the front. And yes, it's 150, and yes, it can fly, but grounds are big, and he is very deadly at 150, so I'd want him there. But for this series, I'd still want to get Anna and Lungi as many reps as possible to get them on form because we know what KG can bring and we'll know what KG will give us. Um, and then it's, it's just essentially managing the injuries, managing the loads and everything else. So I think for this T20 on Wednesday, um, we, we, we're probably going to have to go see Anna and Lungi there. But I just want someone to bowl a Yorker. I just want a consistent set of Yorkers, please, guys. At the, at the death. That's been my issue for this team. It's It's... Could be the difference between winning and losing. Finally, Stubbs. Tristan Stubbs came on to, like, I think he's striking 160. He has the ability to change the way in which teams view South African cricket. They did ask Mark Bouch about him. He kind of was coy. He's like, he doesn't want to play him too much. He doesn't want to show his hand too early, like he's a poker player. But there's five T20s. When I look at Australia, and no, not Australia, but when I look at us in Australia, this guy needs to have as many reps as possible. He needs to fail as much as he can. Even in the series, he needs to, if he fails, he fails, that's fine. But I, you, you need him to go through his learnings in an expedited way in this series. I need him to play all three games. I also need him to play the warm-ups because I need Tristan Stubbs to understand and see the different facets of world cricket to understand 
how the game is played to go through his disappointments now. I don't want Tristan Stubbs on day one or in the World Cup with us knowing that we need him. Because knowing this team, especially that top six, they've all been to a World Cup, they've all failed, they've all seen the disappointment. So if we find ourselves 50 for three and Stubbs is in, and now we're expecting Stubbs to hit 100 or, I don't know, 40 or 60, and the guy doesn't do it, or he doesn't do it consecutively, what does that do to his mental makeup? So I'd rather him do it now. I'd rather him go through it now, go through those processes, refine those processes, and get him in there. He's my number six at the World Cup. He's penned in. Obviously, the captain's the first name on the sheet. The second name on the sheet is Tristan Tubbs. Everybody else comes in after that. For me, he is the X factor. He is the game changer. He is everything that this World Cup campaign rests on. If he plays well, South Africa win the tournament. But I need yeah. him to play in these next few T20s. Yeah, I I, no I agree with I I agree with everything. Now, it's not exactly the same, but because he's not in the Australian T20 World Cup squad at the moment, although I think that's going to change. Come and green. Oh lord. Okay, so come oh. green. So come green. I had, I had I had a quick look at Cameron green. As far as I can tell. And I looked at these career, career T20 um, uh, fixtures. I looked at uh, Shield cricket. I looked at Grade cricket. As far I could not find a single game where he opened the batting. Not a single game. Now he's batted from three all the way down to about eight mm. in his career so far. Australia very obviously know that. Finch is coming to the end. They want him there for the World Cup. They know he's coming to an end, but they said to Cameron Green, you are the future. You open and you go for ball one. We don't care if you fail. You go for ball one. Now, he's been dropped in the series against India a couple of times. He has hit balls in the bottom of the bat that have somehow gone for six. He has <laughs> bludgeoned his way through mm. 50s there have been innings that have been experienced timed everything in the middle of the bat and they've gone miles and it's been a resounding success not every innings has been a resounding success but the whole picture has been a resounding success they know that he is the future now they know that he can do it at the top level in t20 cricket they can see that they've seen it started against against a very, very good Indian uh, team in India. Stubbs needs to do the similar. When Stubbs needs to come in at six, he needs to be told, in, particularly in the series, go big. Mm -hmm. If the ball's in your area, hit out the ground. If he, if, he get, if, he hits, if he makes 12 of two and he gets out, that's fine. That's fine. As you said, as you said, failure is fine. But you have to stick within that frame mind. Your frame, your job is to get 30 or 15. That are is we your... not are we yeah. not putting pressure on him? Because that's my other worry, right? Is that he's young, um, scars develop very quickly. Um, are we not putting a lot of pressure on him? And is there not a situation where obviously this is short notice, but where we can find a way to ease him in 
So, for instance, well, Heinrich Klaassen is on form. So Heinrich yeah. could bat at six. Is there is there no. is there a case for that? No, no. But the World Cup World Cup around the corner. Look, Stubbs has done it. Stubbs has done it. Wherever he's been, he's done it. He's done it for the Warriors. He's done it in every every competition, every place that he's played. He's shown. He did it in England. Now, the English English folk were all all over his his exploits in the T Twenty series. Now you can see the talent. So it's not that not that he can't do it. It's, it's that he can do it. His role just must be one hundred percent clear, and it must be one hundred percent backing. So if he makes twelve of two, so well done, fantastic. And if he makes fifty of thirty. Fantastic. It must be the same communication. If he makes 12 of 2, don't go, that was a waste of time. Why did you get out? It must be the same thing. It must be, well done. You've done exactly what I asked you to do. It didn't work out for your 12 of 2. That's fine. We would have, that, that doesn't matter. It needs to be, the communication has to be clear. That, with that, that in his role, is to hit the ball out the park. That is his role. Okay, um, Tim. Before we go, um, one final thing. Test. Oh, T Twenties are Wednesday. I start on Wednesday and they go for the next week. What are you expecting? What do you want? What's the one thing you're looking to see from the Proteus team? I'm looking to see a much better batting performance that we saw in June. We need to see. We need to see. It's very much unknown. The three, the three um, grounds that we are playing at, we've never played before. Mm. They have been six T20s in total. So it's a very, very much uncharted ter- territory for both teams, really. Um, India have only won 50% of those games there in, in, in mm-hmm. all, all three uh, grounds. Um, so it's very difficult to, to say from, from uh, that point of view. But you would like to think that we'll be better with the batting. You'd like to think we'll be looking at 170 plus, you know, mm. totals of, of, of that ilk um, with our top <laughs> six. You would think, you would like to think that that would be the, that would be the, the case. Um, I don't, I think there are problems with the Indian bowling at the moment. Certain individuals are not quite mm. hitting their straps. Uh, if you look at the Australian series, Bhuvi Kumar, uh, Bumo was poor yesterday. Um, so, you know, their bowling to me is not 100% nailed on. Ours is. I don't think theirs is, is 100% nailed on as, as to who they're going to pick. So, we have to be better with the bat. We have to be more attacking. We have to be more progressive. We have to be more willing to take risks. Um, mm. We had Grant Rulofsson you know, a couple of days ago when, I, when we chatted him and he said mm. the English approach is taking risks. We have mm. to be like that. We have to take risks rather than work our way to 140 plus. <laughs> <laughs> look, um, look I, I just want an improvement in the fielding. I think that's where, it stem, where all our troubles stem from, especially from a batting perspective, uh, from, uh, from a game perspective. Um, batting, as you said, is is really important, and I'd like to see a little bit more aggression um, from the approaches. Um, I think for me, that's that's essentially, especially at the top. Um, 
looking to get Quinny back in. And, and, and if Quinny and Timber can build partnerships, build a foundation, it makes life a little bit easier for everybody else. Um, and so that's what you want. You want them to survive those first five overs, six overs without a little damage, but set something up. You know, you gotta you gotta make make use of the power plan. South Africa have always been a overs ten to twenty team rather than an overs naught to ten team. So you want to just manage that a little bit more. Um, obviously, better fielding is something for me that's paramount. You need to be the best fielding side in the world. I'm worried about Mark Boucher leaving this being his last tournament they did ask him in the press conference how does that do teams do players will players just chill um because they know mark's not going to be there and someone else is going to be coming in we still need to talk about that but that's going to be quite an interesting thing to see how that dynamic goes but if the fielding is poor we're not winning the world cup we're not they need to field well that's the calling card of South African cricket ever since we've come back from from readmission that our fielding standards have to be back at at those standards. I don't like going to the World Cup being the number one side or a feared side, but we are. So maybe do show India that. Um, obviously, the, the venues are playing in our little on you. So let's let, let, let's and, and and it gives. I think it'll give everyone good preparation because at the World Cup, sometimes you just you arrive at new venues and remember at the start of the last World Cup, they didn't know what what score would work against Australia. Let's hope that that's a little bit better now. That they arrive on Wednesday and they have a sense, even the first few overs, as to what the number should be. Um, so, yeah. So, I think for me, just be buttoned up. And that's what fielding kind of gives you. Because if you come into this, tour, it's this series buttoned up and you then you go into Australia buttoned up, it gives you every opportunity to win that tournament. And that's what we want. Um, so, Tim, yeah, look, uh, let's close it out. Um, any final words, any things that you'd like to see? Obviously, there are the, the squad that's there is the World Cup squad. So if guys are going to be asking about Marco Janssen, he's not going to play. He's a traveling reserve. Um, yeah. Any yeah, other word, yeah, words? We'll, we'll, we will delve into the ODI uh, squad uh, series later because that is slightly different. But this mm. is World Cup preparation. This is, this is it. This is World Cup preparation, knowing your best eleven. I think we know our best 11 pretty much. Um, mm -hmm. as, as you said, Mark Bouch wants to try a combina few combinations. I hope he does. I hope he does try different combinations. Um, everybody gets a chance to go and, uh, and see what they can do. Um, again, it doesn't matter. The results don't matter. How we play matters. How we mm. play the game matters. Do we play attacking, so what are the things forward you... thinking T20 cricket? Fantastic. If we play the old style stuff and we lose, then, you know. Go on. Yeah, what? <laughs> what did you ask? No, what do you, no, just what, what do you want? What, so for us to, because obviously if we lose, what's the things you're going to be holding on to to say, uh, well, we lost, but these are the things that I was looking for. So uh, you said attacking, batting, but what specifically if, in that? If we, if we, if the guys are, are, if the guys go out there, and and play positive cricket, now I'm not talking reckless cricket, I'm just talking a positive approach. So, if we are, if we have it to be fifty for three, and there's a half volley, I want the half volley to go out the ground for six. I don't care that it's fifty for three. I don't want that fifty for three, that half volley on leg stump, to be patted back to the bowler, and 
build it, isn't it? You don't build. Well, you 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 hardly build it in a T20 cricket. T20 yes. So so you want so essentially yeah. what you're saying is this whole notion of South Africa tax from over 15 and we try and preserve as many wickets to over 15 like we did last year that needs to end. If yeah. we do that like and we that, see that happening, then that, we that failed. Then, then we have a move yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. that, that's good. Okay, cool, Tim. Thank you very much for joining. Remember, um, you can uh, watch the game on Wednesday. Um, it is will be Wednesday afternoon or early evening um, here, South African time. The protests take on India in their final preparation of the World Cup. So do watch out for that. Good luck to them for that. And yeah, that's the end of our podcast. Thank you very much for joining, Tim. And remember, you can follow us on the One World Sports Radio channel, as well as you, as Facebook and Twitter, as well as you can also support us on Patreon at forward slash One World SR. Um, and yeah, subscribe to that YouTube channel. Also, the audio versions of the podcast will be out as well. So do enjoy your day. Have a great week. Enjoy the cricket as we sign out. And all I can say is goodbye, good night, and the silent guys.